If I could be serious for a minute, we've got the most exciting hour on television coming up, 205 Live. Uh, you know, captain of the ship, uh, general manager Drake Maverick. I want to apologize on behalf of all the uh, internet bullies and former internet bullies and all the rest of that. We still respect you a great deal. You usually have a slight intro and such like that, but what's more important than me trying to be funny or comical is the Cruiserweight Championship bout and its recap. So that's how we start off the 205 Live show uh, today between uh, Buddy Murphy and Mustafa Ali. It was an awesome match, and the recap was uh, something to be marveled at. If you haven't seen Survivor Series, it's uh, featured right now on the WWE Network. I think you should definitely go see that and then see the recap that was done on 205 Live. It is, uh, it, it was just a, all of the greatest spots in the match were chopped up and put into that video package. I would recommend you watch the full show. But 205 Live, which is what counts here, uh, definitely gave us a very cool uh, preview or, you know, a, a recap in some senses as to what happened during that match. I'm not going to tell you guys what happened during the match because I would rather you go watch it yourselves if you haven't seen it yet. But Buddy Murphy retained. But it was against a very game Mustafa Ali, I don't know if he's gonna, uh, I don't know where this puts Mustafa Ali on the ladder as far as the Cruiserweight Championship is concerned, but I know that uh, Buddy Murphy looks extremely strong, and I can't wait to see how Mustafa Ali attempts to climb uh, to get back into the position of challenging for the Cruiserweight Championship. Right, so opening the show, we got, uh, we were graced with the presence from our Cruiserweight champion. He actually, pause, 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 pause. That was all a mistake, but I'm not going to uh, try to delete all of that because we had an excellent intro. If you guys heard anything, just disregard that. Either way, we start up the show and we're graced with the Cruiserweight champion. Uh, Buddy Murphy, the best kept secret, and luckily for us, uh, he had something to say about everyone's opinion. Now, I've already called it. I've tried to uh, remind everyone as to what Al Snow said about opinions, which are the lowest form of human thought. Our Cruiserweight champion came out to ask if anyone thought that Mustafa Ali was going to beat him. I have my opinion on it. But again, this is the lowest form of human thought. I wanted to see how the story would be told. And uh, the juggernaut says that he proved that you can't stop the unstoppable. 
I would say you can't stop the juggernaut, but only because it rhymes. But that's not up to me as to what he says. But at the end of the day, the crowd gave a very mixed reaction. He said he didn't care about what they thought regardless. And that kind of makes for a, a pretty good champion. Why? Because you can't always worry about what other people think about you. That's a very valuable lesson for me to you. And uh, moving forward, we got uh, the premier athlete, Tony Nese, uh coming out to the ring to take on Noam Dar. Now, hold on, because I just want to put it out there. Uh, Tony Nese was my pick in the Cruiserweight Classic. I admire every single one of the superstars that participated in the Classic. I admire all of the stars that are on 205 Live and uh, might have moved on to go on to other shows like NXT UK and other parts of the product. Uh, but the the thing that some people are looking at, this slight speculation, uh, speaking on how Tony Nese and the Cruiserweight Champion Buddy Murphy's uh, relationship might not be necessarily a, a friendship of sorts. It might just be a way for Tony Nese to remain close to the Cruiserweight Champion so that they can eventually have a match. And we all know how this usually plays out. But I would say that Tony Nese is one of the more so improved superstars and he's still building himself. So let's give him a little bit of love because he's not only participated on the Cruiserweight Classic and 205 Live, but he has gone over to the NXT product and uh, displayed his talents over there. He is extremely impressive in the ring, and he has eight reasons. I just gave you the ninth one as to why he is the premier athlete. So, shouts to Premier. Shouts to Noam Dar. We're glad he's back. And uh, let's see how this match between the two go. So we got a very cool back and forth match between uh, the premier athlete Tony Nese and the Scottish Supernova Noam Dog. We got uh, spots outside. It was a, a quick uh, a gut buster, you know, knee to the midsection outside. You know, inside of the ring isn't cushioned, but outside of the ring is a lot harder. So the body is going to absorb most of it. You know, it was, uh, we got a quick stare down between uh, Noam Dar and the cruiserweight champion and uh, before the match even started we saw that Noam Dar was attempting to uh, you know use his backstage vignette one of the selfie promos where he said he wanted an opportunity in the cruiserweight division to you know prove that he's better than uh, the dafty uh, Tony, um, Tony Nese and uh, you know I'm not really huge on Noam Dar I respect him a great deal I didn't no, I kind of thought it was going to be a squash match, but at the same time, we do know that Noam Dar has like gone across divisions and uh, even brands to show that he is totally capable, and he's been doing this for a very long time, even before he got to, you know, the biggest stage of world wrestling entertainment. However, uh, <clears throat> ultimately, it wasn't enough. We got a couple of uh, spots with... Uh, the cruiserweight champion was uh, proving and displaying his friendship and solidarity to uh, his friend Tony Nese, uh, where you know it was it was just slight interference. Noam Dar had to uh, keep his uh, attention uh, split between the his opponent in the ring and the cruiserweight champion outside, so he couldn't necessarily mount the greatest offense. 
we had a stare down between Noam Dar and the Cruiserweight Champion. Of course, this is what Noam is looking for. Uh, the ref luckily, uh, you know, cut that out real fast. But all in all, I think that, um, you know, uh, Noam Dar is all right. He's not, well, I don't want to say he's not Cruiserweight Champion material, but I think if he was to go against the Cruiserweight Champion in his current state right now, he would lose. That's just my personal opinion. Maybe eventually we could uh, see a match, but I don't. I just don't see that in the cards for him personally. That's not. It's not up to me though. I don't book the matches. Either way, in the match we saw a great uh, attempt at a guillotine twice, but uh, Tony Nice was uh, able to uh, alleviate the pressure. He squatted the second time. Uh, Noam Dar went to the well and attempted the guillotine just to uh, attempt to wear. Tony Nice out. He showed Tony why he was the, or Tony Nice showed why he was, uh, why he is the premier athlete because he reversed that guillotine into a Northern Lights suplex. In my opinion, this was the move of the match. It looked great. It were other spots where Tony Nice had his athleticism on display, like uh, it was uh, uh, from, it was from the apron, jumps over the ropes and hits a springboard from the inside second rope. Uh, for Moonsault, Noam Dar's quickness, this was the main story of the match, speed versus power. Noam Dar's quickness was able to get him out of the way, but Tony Nese did not land on his midsection. He landed on his feet. Both of these guys had the wherewithal to uh, take it to each other. But ultimately, it, with along with Tony, um, excuse me, along with uh, the best kept secret, uh, running around and letting the world know that this is their division and everything goes through them, you know, even going to the commentary table and explaining to uh, Vic Joseph, Nigel McGinnis, and Percy Watson that it's their division now. Uh, he interfered in the match a number of times, or attempted to. Uh, one time, I believe, uh, Noam Dar was uh, getting ready to uh, try to close in for victory. Uh, Buddy Murphy uh, grabbed his leg from underneath the ropes and got kicked in the back of the head for it. But this is what gave uh, Tony Nese the opening. Along at the beginning of the match, it was a spot where uh, you could see that Tony Nese took advantage of the distraction that his friend, Buddy Murphy, placed in front of Noam Dar. He got pushed into the apron for it. So Noam Dar, again, he had to have his attention split for most of the match. We could only imagine what happens if he has 100% attention on him, but the ref did not send the champion to the back. I would even go as far as to pettily say that champion's advantage. We wanted to see the champion on the show. This is what we get. You don't stop the juggernaut. I'm calling it just like that. Either way, we were able to get a running niece in the corner, and that was the 1-2-3 victory. Noam Dar had a great showing. Tony Nese had a better showing uh, because of his alliance with the Cruiserweight Champion. And I would like to see what else uh, takes place between the Cruiserweight Champion and Tony Nese. I think he picked up a much-needed victory here. And take nothing away from a very game Noam Dar in this match. He is, uh, he can be funny. Uh, he's attempting to be more charismatic. You can see that in his selfie promo at the start of the match. Uh, called him a dafty. I'm not really from where he's from, but I'm pretty sure that meant something bad. He even called Buddy Murphy a dafty, but all in all, I think at the end of the day, uh, 
he looked like the Daphne tonight. So we'll uh, continue to monitor uh, this little rivalry building and see if we see Noam Dar again. We know we've had him a number of times on camera, uh, being able to convey who he is. And we'll just, uh, well, I, I would say anticipate it, but I um, have. We're going to see what else Noam Dar is able to bring to the table if he if it's decided to put him back on television. So that's the first match. Tony Nese wins with the help of the Cruiserweight champion, Buddy Murphy. Wait a minute now, because dastardly heel tactics dictate that because Noam Dar attempted to defend himself from the uh, involvement moments from, uh, you know, the Cruiserweight champion, he got kicked off of the apron while he was attempting to you know, at least get his bearings, and, and you don't kick the champion and the rest of that. So, man, oh man, you know this is this is our heel champion, uh, Buddy Murphy. And again, we'll see how this all unfolds itself as far as you know. Noam Dar is he just gonna take that one sitting down, or is he gonna uh, come back next week with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder? Let's find out. We cut backstage to a very passionate promo from. Mustafa Ali, uh, he uh, felt slightly let down, but he he likes the anger or the pain in which he went through at the hands of Buddy Murphy uh, this past Sunday at Survivor Series on the WWE Network. He says he wants to remember that pain, and he is going to use that as fuel to propel him to the Cruiserweight Championship, not a Cruiserweight Championship opportunity. He wants to use that aggression, that pent-up rage inside to get that championship off of the dastardly heel of the best-kept secret, Buddy Murphy. And we will see if uh, Mustafa Ali is able to utilize that pain that he is not going to forget to get the championship off of the heel champion for right now. I believe it. I think he's going to do it. I actually know that he's going to be able to come back stronger than ever. And we're just going to see how the story is told as far as Mustafa Ali and his climb back toward the Cruiserweight Championship. Who knows? Buddy Murphy not, might not even be champion by the time Mustafa Ali is ready to go. But I think... We've already seen Mustafa Ali beat him before. I know for a fact that he's going to be able to do it again. Again, if, if part of me, Buddy Murphy is still champion. But I can definitely understand what he means by utilizing the pain and the anger that he feels uh, from not getting the job done the first time on the stage where it mattered most. It's okay. And I understand. Like, I think we should all get behind him also. We should be behind all of these Cruiserweight superstars, especially the ones that can recognize when they might have fallen short, but they're willing and able to get back up, get on the horse, and continue riding. I respect it a great deal. Let's cut the Drake Maverick and the referee in the back. So DMGM is uh, speaking to a backstage official. Well, not really a backstage official, but a referee. And... Uh, He's uh, letting them know that last week that threat that between well that came from Maria Canellas 
uh, was in fact that, but he doesn't want anything to interrupt the main event tonight between Grand Metalik and TJP. We know that TJP and Grand Metalik have had a very a fairly storied rivalry thus far with the you know Lucha Mask stuff, but then we were graced with the presence of the former Cruiserweight champion, but superstar nonetheless, and Cedric Alexander asking, hey, what was that about? He said, hey, none of your concern, nothing that matters to you at all, it's all right. And uh, he did have something in mind for him uh, next week. What's going on? Luckily for us in the WWE Universe next week, we're going to have a tag team match between uh, Cedric Alexander, Mustafa Ali, Premier athlete Tony Nese and the Cruiserweight champion Buddy Murphy. Uh, you know, tag match. Not only that, it's going to be the main event. I am highly excited to see that. I can only imagine what these four gentlemen are going to bring to the table. And that's what's going to take place next week on 205 Live, streaming on the WWE Network. And sure, y'all tune in. So, we have uh, Akira Tozawa and the Brian Kendra coming out to the ring next for a tag team contest with some seeming local enhancement talent. We remember last week these guys had a slight miscommunication in their tag team match between Drew Gulak and the gentleman, oh excuse me, gentleman, just just the just gentleman, pardon me, <laughs> uh, Jack Gallagher, uh, with these the quote-unquote bad guys end up getting the win I just want to take a time out to officially uh, retire the nickname Gabba Gulak I used to call him Gabba I'm kind of done with that after the completely disrespectful act of uh, Enzo Amore on uh, Sunday at Survivor Series it was completely disrespectful to the match that was taking place in the ring. I do believe it was between the AOP and the bar with the Big Show and Drake Maverick ringside. We all have heard the story by now. I don't care to get into it because I don't want to give any more light to this situation. But because of that situation and the behavior that was exhibited, Drew Gulak is, of course, one of uh, my favorite cruiserweight superstars i would love to see him and daniel bryan in the ring one day potentially eventually you know never say never but it was a fun thing to you know fun uh bit of nostalgia to just utilize that nickname because this is one of a part of the reason why he's uh gotten over in the fashion that he has but uh, like general manager Drake Maverick said in his earlier days as the GM of 205 Live, that train has indeed left the station. So, back to the match. Well, back to starting the match. We have these guys, uh, D. Brian Kendrick and Akira Tozawa. They actually shake hands. We see them taking on some local talent. Now, I think they're going to get the win here. I think they're going to begin to uh, get a little, they're going to get on the same page a little more, you know, I think they're going to turn into that cohesive unit that the Brian Kendrick was attempting to uh, create a long time ago on the product, and 
you know, let's hope for the best. We see uh, Drew Gulak and gentleman Jack Gallagher backstage watching on the monitor, and I'm pretty sure they're scouting to see what is uh, going to take place, as am I. So, let's get right into it. Well, before we get into the match, we like I said, we had uh, Drew Gulak and gentleman Gallagher watching from the monitor backstage and we uh, met with the lovely Kayla Braxton uh, asking these guys about how they feel about these guys teaming up and what else is going to take place uh, moving forward between them. I think that, uh, not even, I think, pardon me, uh, Drew Gulak said that these guys aren't really as much, yo, stop. Pardon all of my background noises. If you can feel my emotion in attempting to uh, record this so you guys can get as close to the show as humanly possible without actually being in the venue, then you guys can understand, you know, uh, you know, this is not the easiest thing to do. I sincerely apologize. Either way, let's just get straight into it. We've got a tag team matchup. Drew Gulak says these guys are going to tap out if they step to them again. They can't even get it right, says Drew Gulak. And we're going to see if Drew Gulak is right about that. Now let's get into the match between these local talents, Akira Tozawa and the Brian Kendrick. To use misguided vengeance as the reason why one teams up with another is actually very insightful from Drew Gulak. I think that uh, he's not wrong. You know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend is a great way to see it from one standpoint. But that misguided vengeance idea was uh, something that, you know, we should at least look into. Now, I think they're going to be able to uh, get on the same page. But uh, one should ask the question. I believe if uh, the lovely Caleb Braxton had more time to, uh, you know, interview, it would be, well, how is how, what's the misguided aspect of it? Either way, in the match, we're seeing these guys actually tag in uh, and have a form of offense. They're getting it together from what I'm looking at. But let's see how the match continues. You heard Nigel. The tag team bouts saw a lot of offense from Tazawa and Kendrick. I think that part of me I think that they can uh, both continue this wave of momentum and it can propel them on to uh, the very next level uh, I, I even see myself in this situation as uh, you know either Kira Katsuzawa or the Brian Kendrick attempting to get uh, the background noise alleviated and uh, this podcast uh, done as effectively as possible. We can see the small hiccups and mistakes and distractions from the opposing forces, but I'm attempting to get this offense together. I apologize for uh, distractions and background static, but I'm attempting to get this going. We saw an awesome looking slice bread number two between, I mean, from the Brian Kendrick to local competition. And then we saw that awesome off the top rope senton 
you know, we've seen it once, we've seen it a thousand times, uh, even in the opening credits from Akira Tozawa, and that led us to the 1-2-3 victory. Great match. I would like to see these two continue to get their offense together as I am looking at this ma these matches as a slight metaphor to what I'm attempting to do here and in the off chance that, you know, WWE or the superstars attached to get to hear this, I appreciate you guys and I'm going to just, uh, again, I'm going to apply this match to what I'm doing here and moving forward. So, let's get into the next segment. Wait a minute. Rumblings of the tag team champions? Oh, no, they were just joking around. We cut backstage uh, and see Buddy Murphy and Mustafa, excuse me, Buddy Murphy and the premier athlete Tony Nese, you know, walking and talking, giving themselves a pep talk, patting themselves on the back as to what took place in Tony Nese's match earlier. And we're greeted with Dasha, the Chameleon Fuentes, asking about the uh, tag team match that has just been set up next week. This is being dubbed the greatest tag team match in 205 Live history. I told you guys, I'm anticipating it. This is gonna be a hard-hitting affair. It's gonna be quick. It's gonna be, it's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be exciting. The match can't go for an hour, but it's definitely going to add to the most exciting, the most impactful, the most high-octane, super-intense hour on television. But again, it's not for the tag team championships, no cruiserweight tag championships, so, you know, it's going to be exciting, but, you know, let's, let's all, uh, put our hands together and ask Triple H together collectively, uh, if we can have those eventually one day. Either way, we get the champion reminding us that he's beaten both Cedric Alexander and Mustafa Ali, the heart and soul of 205 Live individually so what do you think is going to happen if you know he has someone like the premier athlete in his corner i wouldn't like to uh overlook the former cruiserweight champion and the heart of 205 live at all but you know this championship energy it uh it it affects the wielders or the hosts differently so uh maybe buddy murphy is a little bit more so in his ego bag and seeing such an easy victory over the two the heart and soul of 205 live he walks off and then we get tony knees just easing up on dyson letting her know look you're better than that my question is you're better than what don't be mean to dasha what was that about see dastardly hill tactics I don't know, ladies and gentlemen. I think that, uh, you know, the heart and soul could be cruising toward a victory. But let's just see what happens next week on 205 Live. Put some respect on it. Next week, we're going to get the return of Hideo Itami. I'm excited about that because he is definitely proven to be a very hard hitter. I'm not big on speaking on injuries, but... He definitely did mess up the orbital bone, or at least fractured it, uh, fractured uh, or injured the Brian Kendrick some months ago. We're over it. We're past it. But the last time we saw him was uh, back, about a month ago at this point in the Falls Count Anywhere match against 
Mustafa Ali where Mustafa Ali was able to pick up the victory uh, from a 450 off of the top ropes through a table outside of the ring. So I'm pretty sure that Hideo is back at 100% and we're going to see what he's able to uh, bring to the table as far as the most exciting hour of television is concerned. So, let's recall, we got the Lucha House Party, and, uh, well, we have Grand Metal League representing the Lucha House Party in the main event against TJP, and, um, you know, just moving forward from all of the other things and sticking to what's going on on 205 Live, these guys are, you know, a great act, they're a lot of fun, they come in, they came to the ring, you know, uh, <laughs> Nigel McGinnis had one of the jokes of the night, said they're breeding Penelope, that's their pinata. I think that was uh, <laughs> beyond funny. But then we get, uh, you know, Maria Canellas coming out, uh, and she brings out, hold on, uh, uh, Grand Canellas and TJ Pesto, or something of the sort. Quite the comedian, Nigel, uh, excuse me, Nigel uh, McGinnis is being tonight before the match, but let's get into this main event. <laughs> 